We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guardians play-by-play man for Bally Sports, the legendary Matt Underwood joins us. Welcome to the show, Matt. Well, thanks for having me, guys. How are you today? Uh, doing really well here. Uh, we've uh, we've argued about sports, and now we get to talk about baseball. What more could I ask for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's just another day in America, right? Let's go. Is it warmer down there now? I know last year was a whole lot of fun in uh, Arizona. Is the weather better this year so far? You know, I will let you know tomorrow. Okay. I uh, I will be arriving tomorrow morning, and uh, and then uh, next Saturday we will have our first uh, telecast. Uh, on on the Bally Sports Great Lakes as the uh, Guardians get the Cactus League schedule underway against the Cincinnati Reds. So, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to get to AZ and you know see how Stephen Vogt puts together his first Major League Ball Club. So, what billionaire or performing artist uh, private jet are you flying to Goodyear on? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those big big common carriers, you know. Oh, you're not taking the uh, uh, the Guardians prop plane for Major League? Yeah, no, that, that was, that's been retired. That's been retired, I hope, anyway. I, it sounds like Jeff Bezos is to me, but, you know, keep it on the down low. I like what you're doing there, Matt. Um, so, obviously, this year there's a changing of, of the guard. Tito retires. Uh, it's Stephen Vogt's uh, first opportunity to run run spring training. Where's when we, when we start thinking about that adjustment, going from bullpen coach, player, to now being the manager, what do you think the biggest area of adjustment for a first-time manager like Stephen Vogt is? You know what? I really, you know, I, I just think it's all the stuff that you don't really consider when you take the job, right? When you take the job, I think you think about, you know, how do I manage the game? Well, he's done that his whole career as a catcher. So I think that's going to come second nature to him. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think, you know, handling a pitching staff, that's unique because, you know, you, you've got to know who's up, who's down. Again, he had his hand in that as a catcher, so he kind of gets a feel for that. And he's got, he's got a couple of great stewards that are going to help him through that. I mean, Carl Willis uh, has been a longtime pitching coach, so that's a great guy to be able to, uh, to lean on. Uh, all, he's got Sandy Alomar. You know, that's a, that's a veteran voice uh, that's nice to have. I think it's all the other things, though. You know, it's the – the media availability before the game, after the game. It's the front office, uh, you know, and this guy needs five minutes. This guy needs five minutes. Trying to allocate all of your time during the day so that when it comes game time, the one thing Tito was great at is that, you know, he blocked out a certain amount of time. I think it was like 45 minutes to an hour. You'd see him in the dugout by himself mostly. And that was his time to prep, get ready, start visualizing, trying to think about moves that he might have to make, you know, who's up, who's down, that kind of thing. So 
you know, just getting all the stuff out of the way so that when it comes game time, votes ready to go, that'll be, I think, just one of the challenges that you just don't think about having to clear your mind, clear your schedule so that you're ready come game time. Yeah, when you talk about challenges as a first-time manager, Matt, uh, obviously the you know the challenges of uh, you know managing a ball club uh, like Cleveland. I mean, he's not managing the Red Sox or, or the Yankees with with endless resources, and he's going to have to work hand in hand with the front office and things like that. Just how do you think that dynamic uh, changes or shifts or adjusts from you know you know having a guy like Tito who's won a World Series and. Uh, you know, he can push back maybe on something that he doesn't like uh, from the front office or whatever to, you know, vote now and, uh, you know, being in that chair and having that uh, collaboration, if you will. Daryl, the short answer is we don't know until we see how this plays out. The, the long answer is they picked him for a reason. I mean, he stood out to them when they talked to him. Uh, there was some understanding. There was some collaboration uh, that they saw or could foresee. Uh, I think, I think Stevens, uh, look, he's a former catcher. So again, from, from a standpoint of running the game, he gets all that. That's, that's checked off the list. That's an important one, but that's checked off the list. Then it comes down to, can he communicate with the players? And I think throughout his career as a player, he showed that ability. He was very well liked, very well respected in every clubhouse that, that he was in. And so now the next big challenges how does he take all of that and work in collaboration with a front office you know, these aren't guys in the trenches with you these aren't guys that you know are taking at bats or, or making plays or you know making big pitches these are guys who sit above and kind of control everything from a standpoint of roster uh, budget all those other things but you have to be on the same page with them if that's if that's a contentious relationship it won't work because it won't last uh, if it's collaborative but sometimes you butt heads, that's okay. That's healthy. And I think that's what uh, hopefully we will see grow over time. Matt Underwood on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Uh, this is probably the most stunted baseball offseason that I can remember. Uh, the Dodgers spent a billion dollars, and I would be surprised <laughs> if everybody else combined spent $250 million in baseball. So I, I am curious, like, you know, is this – because. You know, we tend to think, all right, the Guardians are going to do their work in December, January, and, and, and that's it. And then we'll kind of see where the roster is in July. Do you think there's still time to consider deals for guys like Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe who have kind of headlined the available players, or, or, or sorry, the players that other teams have been calling about all winter long? I would, I would highly, uh, I'd say it's highly unlikely that you would see any trades I mean, unless something just really somebody coming in and just called you up and blew you out of the water. I mean, I just don't think teams go to spring training thinking with that mindset. You just laid it out perfectly, Nick. You talk about the off season. You get into November, you get through the World Series. Teams start. Okay, what do we do? How can we make our team better? You know, we've got free agency, but what kind of trades can we go out and make? Now it's all focused on all right. Who's going to make our club? Who's on our roster? Who are depth guys? Now, if you suffer a catastrophic injury, which it happens, it happens in spring training sometimes, then that could accelerate trade talks and somebody swings a move. I think the more likely scenario between now and opening day is what free agents are still laying in the weeds out there that after a couple of weeks, somebody might say, hey, you know what, we could still go get so-and-so. Um, you know, I know there's some guys out there. I, I haven't checked 
you know, the latest 48 hours. But I, I think that's a, probably a more likely scenario. You may see some veteran free agents that are still out there looking for a job. They might trickle into camp here in the next couple of weeks. Matt, what are you going to be watching for when you do get to Arizona? I think most importantly is, uh, you know, the, the young outfielders. I mean, and, and then some of the young infielders too. But I, I think, um, you know, like Kyle Manzardo, first base, DH, I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, how, how does he look on a big league field? How does he look? Does he fill up the batter's box? Does the, you know, what's his swing look like? I'm anxious to see it in person. Uh, I'm also excited to see some of the outfielders like Estevian Florial, who came over from the Yankees, uh, Jonathan Rodriguez, who's come up through the organization, George Valera, uh, who's a guy that, you know, people are excited about as well. So, you know, I think you're always excited to, to go into spring training um, to see guys battle. I mean, we all expect Gabriel Arias will probably be the leading candidate to win the shortstop job, but don't sleep on Brian Rocchio. Uh, Tyler Freeman's going to be in there giving him a push, uh, and, and there's going to be some other guys that maybe we don't even see coming that, that just jump out and really um, make an impression on the manager, the front office, the coaching staff, and maybe they don't make the club out of spring training, but down the road, uh, you know, they find their way onto the big league ball club. Look, we, we all focus too much on what happens and maybe doesn't happen in spring training because we know the roster is going to turn over and change throughout the course of the season based on injuries or just performance. Matt, Stephen Kwan was electric two years ago. His sophomore year, there was a dip in numbers. It's not as if the man wasn't worthy of playing every day, but especially because he sits atop the lineup, the importance of Stephen Kwan. So I'm just curious, philosophically, do the Guardians, is there is there a thought that this was about the pressure those guys felt last year and maybe giving into that pressure of, of trying to get runs going? Or is that just kind of maybe the sophomore slump, if we want to call it that, for Stephen Kwan? Yeah, I think part of it's just the, you know, the ups and downs and growing and learning. I think last year there was a point, especially early in the season, I remember uh, there was a conversation between uh, Stephen and Terry Francona, and and Tito basically wanted him to say, wanted him to know, look, I know you're going through a tough time right now, but you're my leadoff guy. I'm not going to jerk you out of the lineup. I'm not going to drop you down to seventh. I'm not taking you out of left field. Just go play. And, and it gave him the kind of confidence that, you know, hey, look, I don't care what kind of a rookie season you have until you're really established three, four years in the league. You're going to be looking over your shoulder if you suddenly are one for your last 10 or, you know, put up a two for 20 stretch. And so I think – I think that was good for Quan, and I think he's. Uh, I think he's going to continue to grow. I think you know Rick Manning felt like last year there was. There's still this isn't. We haven't seen the best of Stephen Quan. There's there's room to grow for him offensively, and I think that uh, I think he's a good guy in that leadoff spot. I mean, he's tough to strike out. He he works the count. He does a lot of the things that you like to see. An old school. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lead-off type hitter do. Matt, one of the things that has just impressed me is from a consistency level is the young arms the Guardians just seem to crank out. It reminds me of the 90s, right? Albert Bell would leave, and there are like four hitters in the minor leagues ready to come up and and take his place. They turned out hitters. Now it's the other way around. They're, they're turning out these these pitchers left and right. Just what's your take and, and thoughts on uh, some of the young arms that are you know coming back in their sophomore uh, seasons? You know, Bybee was really great in my view uh, in the time that we got to see him. But just where are you at with some of these young arms and your expectations? There's a, there's a level of excitement, no doubt, from what you saw last year. There's also tempered enthusiasm because we know that the game, it, it, it will correct itself. You know, sometimes a guy comes out, lights people up, uh, they make the adjustment, and maybe that guy's slow to make the counter-adjustment back again. We, we will see. Look, Tanner Bybee was, I mean, he was outstanding last year. Um, he was so much fun to watch just because he would go out and – you could see the competitive fire that, that, you know, burned inside of him. And then, you know, big Gavin Williams, I mean, my goodness, you, you can't teach what he does with that high 90s fastball, that kind of velocity. I think he'll work hard to, you know, be better with his command on that fastball so that his secondary stuff will play up. Um, you know, I think that also, um, you know, I'm excited to see what else they have. And you talked about the farm system seems to be able to pump these guys uh, – you know, into the big leagues year in and year out, you've got uh, uh, Joey Cantalo, who's a guy that we've seen in the minor leagues, and he's kind of made his way up the ladder. So this is a spring training where maybe he can go out there uh, and, and show some people. But but I think also, you know, I think the bullpen, it, it year in and year out, the bullpen gets more important, right? You hear it every year. I, you know, if you don't have a good bullpen, you don't have a chance. And I think last year with the injuries, they had to lean on the bullpen maybe – more than than the average team, and and also because the offense didn't score a ton of runs, that bullpen was countered to hold, you know, a two to one lead, a three to two lead, time and time again. And so, I think that will probably be a, a, an area of focus for me. Who's going to round out that bullpen? Who are the arms? Uh, you know, is it going to be the same guys? Obviously, Scott Barlow's a newcomer that came over from Kansas City. We know he has closer experience, so that'll help uh, Emmanuel Clase in the back end, but. You know, there's a lot of guys that, that have had success, but let's see, you know, can they take that and really run with it? Like Sam Henches. I love Sam Henches. Big left-hander. You know that he's got the power arm. I want to see him make that big quantum leap forward so that he's a guy that when he comes into the game in the seventh inning, you're, you're not – the other teams, are, you know, they're slumping their shoulders going, oh, no, not this guy again. So those are the guys I'm excited to see. Can they take that big move forward to make this bullpen a lockdown bullpen? Matt, we've heard some promising velocity numbers on Shane Bieber on that first session, uh, and I'm just I'm just curious, how does Shane Bieber returning to form from a few years ago? How does that change the math for this year, both for the rotation and just you know the, the, trying to contend in the Central? Yeah, not not just him too, but but Tristan McKenzie. Uh, you know, those two guys to me are are really very important to this rotation. If those guys. You know, look, we, you'd love to say, hey, they're going to make 30 starts. If, if they do that, then this team's in really good position, I think. 
Um, and so that's that's the hope is that Bieber is healthy and he's uh, the leader of the rotation and that Tristan McKenzie is healthy and he's he's not having to worry about you know the injuries that sidelined him and really just tore up his last uh, season because you know two years ago Tristan was just he just felt like man the, the sky's the limit for this guy so both of those guys really important if they're healthy and they're pitching well then then that just that that takes all the pressure I shouldn't say all but it takes some of the, the pressure off Bybee and Gavin Williams last year you were counting on those guys to go out and pitch well to give you a chance to win uh, as rookies. So if you've got a couple of veterans that can go out there and set the tone, then I think then you've got a very, very good-looking starting rotation. Last one for you, Matt. we got about another minute left. Um, we got the news yesterday. Rob Manfred uh, let the choirs of angels start singing. He's going to uh, be done in 2029, which can't get here fast enough. But if I were to make you a commissioner of Major League Baseball, what would you do to move the game forward or make it better? Yeah, I I have to say I, I really was a fan of the time elements that they put into play last year. I thought they cut some of the fat. I thought that was all good. That was all positive. Uh, I mean, I've never really thought about this because nobody's ever going to make me commissioner for a day. But I, I just did the silly, the, the silly extra inning thing. Is like, come on, let you know, let's just play the game the way it's always. I don't. I'm not a big fan of putting a runner at second base. Uh, I think it changes too much of the game. I'm all in favor of the you know keeping players healthy. I think dropping a leg in front of second base, that's a good rule to get rid of that. that that's, you know, we saw too many guys get, you know, running in there, jamming hands into somebody's knee. Um, you know, the, the, I think the, the thing that I like, and if I was commissioner, I would probably be more uh, like Manfred in this way. He hasn't been afraid to make some changes. I mean, for the longest time, baseball for 100 years, they, it moved at a glacial pace when it came to uh, changes like the NFL. Hey, they're not afraid every couple of years, tweak the rules. NBA, put a three point line. It's too close. Let's move it back. No big deal. But for the longest time, baseball was just change resistant. And I kind of like the fact that now we're not afraid to, to tinker and, and try to find the right, uh, the right changes. And so that you're never going to make everybody happy, but if you can make the majority happy and uh, keep the game moving forward, then I'm all for it. Matt, great stuff, man. Can't wait to hear you more throughout the season. We're excited for baseball to be back. Enjoy that Bezos jet. <laughs> I'll be in the back. Thanks. <laughs> that's, well, that's the best place to be in the Bezos jet. Uh, Matt Underwood there on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.